0: Welcome, Crusaders, to the New Crusade Podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Ian, and with me, as always, is Courtney.
1: Hello.
0: This week, we're going to talk about a few movies, uh, some TV shows, and then uh, some news and gaming, which is basically the PlayStation State of Play that happened earlier this week. All right, so let's jump right into it. Um, first thing we'll talk about is Ahsoka. Uh, the newest episode came out this week. Um, it was an episode where they basically surrounded nothing till the very end.
1: Yeah. But there was character development, ish, kind of with Ahsoka, which this episode actually focused on Ahsoka, compared to the other episodes.
0: Yeah, with her being in like the time being in, like this space in between times. What at least that's what it looked like from what was in. Well, they Reminds never or explained
1: it in this show yeah. at all.
0: But it looks like the same place where Ezra pulled her out of her timeline and then threw her back in um in rebels so i'm assuming that's where she was and she meets up with anakin and he kind of like relives some of her battles that she had during the clone wars with him
1: mm-hmm.
0: to try and learn a lesson of which i kind of don't know what necessarily what it was to live yeah just I to guess. live i guess i mean she had to fight him <laughs> and she fought him back for that like and they obviously like throw some darth Vader stuff in with like flashes of him in the, in the Darth Vader outfit and then back to him as Clone Wars Anakin. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he he did a great job as Anakin again. I mean, it's great yeah. that, he, that he's...
1: he does a good job as Anakin.
0: It's great that he's getting able to play more of it and he's finally like, kind of getting the praise for the role that everybody hated him for originally, which, like, wasn't his fault. Yeah. <laughs> originally, it was the writing of the first movies. But writing I
1: mean, and directing is um, the biggest problems of the... Uh, ri- or not original, I'm sorry, but the prequels.
0: Yeah, and then basically she's fighting him off to eventually just figure out that she wants to live and then survives. Yeah. F- the fall, basically. Yep. Um, But they also, like, I guess they explained our big question of why the hell was this general bring her kid around? He was there just to be exposition or just to be a, a plot device.
1: Yep. That's all he is. He's plot device to find Ahsoka in the water.
0: Yeah, because basically they end up at the map pl- spot where Ahsoka fell off the cliff trying to figure out what happened. Um, the Kim's Convenience guy's like, hey. <laughs> I love uh, how you
1: refer to him as Kim's Convenience guy. That's how I know
0: him. That's how most people know that actor. Pear, pear. So, like, he knows. He's like, hey, we're going to have to report back We're overdue. Um, we also, you know, fuel reserves and whatnot. And she's like, hey, hang on. She's like, like no,
1: keep flying.
0: Like, keep. R- ruin our fuel
1: reserves. Yeah, keep,
0: keep searching. Um, and her kids like on the edge with of the water a, edge of the cliff, like where Osoka got kicked off with chopper. And then he's listening to the waves and say, Hey, can't you hear the lightsabers? Like the crashing of the waves is the clashing of the lightsabers of Ahsoka and Anakin in this other dimension type of thing that he can hear through the force. And the funny part is, is that like, he oh, says that his mom starts listening and I guess, I don't think she's forward sensitive, but maybe she is a little bit because she's like, okay, I kind of hear it. And then tells Kim Convenience that hey guys got to, like sweep low in the ocean. He's like we already did that. And the She's only like, explanation, sweep lower. The only explanation he's given is the droid tells him, oh, the kid's father was was a Jedi, the Jedi so and so. It's like oh okay, go and sweep the ocean again now for Ahsoka's body. <laughs>
1: I feel bad for Kim's Convenience. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so he goes. They do that. They find Ahsoka. They pull her out of the water. Yep. Um. And then, she, as we predicted, her big plan was. We're gonna go talk to the space whale, so they're gonna take us to where we need to go. <laughs>
1: oh, they don't necessarily talk to the space whale.
0: I mean, like she gets out on her ship and I think she touches the giant one, and then like well,
1: she like force <clears throat> like communicates somehow.
0: But even then, she's like when she's when they ask like, hey, "Is she gonna take us where we need to go?" She's like, I don't know. She just said, get in its mouth, and we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah, it's like it's so stupid. Like it's stupid plot devices, and of course the whales are gonna take them to exactly where she yeah, wants where to, they go. Need to go stupid plot device yeah it's so dumb the even dumber part is when um
0: the the fleet
1: shows up up to be like oh we have to get the general back she's in big trouble but i'm just a captain doing this it's like you're full of fucking shit
0: yeah so the captain of the of this little fleet shows up to escort kim's convenience and the general back because she's supposed to be getting maybe decommissioned by the senator's and Kim's, like, running interference for her. And, like, this captain tries to threaten him. And it's kind of like, well, wait, guys.
1: You're both he, fucking he's, captains. One,
0: they're both fucking captains. So it's like, you can't order him around. And two, he's acting on orders from the general, which is higher ranking, which means he's in the right and you can't tell him what to do. Yeah,
1: just because it's one of those, oh, I have a bigger ship, so you have to listen to me. It's like, that's not how this works, yeah, guys. And it's that's like, not how any of this works and this is what's so dumb about this show is they try to throw uh military politics in and the fucking writers don't know anything yeah they don't know how it's
0: like they don't know how military works and it's it's astonishing because you watch any military movie even fictional ones like Starship troopers that understand how rank works yeah and like a congress or council people telling you that you we need decommission this general does not make a soldier have uh any other power over other people of their rank yeah like she does not supersede his rank because she has a bigger ship because she has a bigger ship and the the congress told her to do so the general who gave him his orders he's in the right to follow his orders says no you should uh back off back off and shut the fuck up i mean i really wish i know. i understand these guys are like real creative people and they've done like great stuff with star wars and like these imaginative places that they've built up. But if you're going to do military ranking, take some time and research how that shit works. I mean, I grew up in a military family, so I definitely know how it works, but like I, you don't have to be that connected to the military to understand. Like I said, watching any competent military movie would tell you exactly how rank works. Mm-hmm. And like one, Kim's convenience can't be held responsible for following the direct, following the orders of the, of the acting general. So, like, even if she was about to be decommissioned, if she got uh, back to uh, the council worlds and they said, okay, you're no longer going to be a general we're taking your rank away from you, like, he can't be court-martialed because he's following her orders, and he can't be court-martialed by another captain for following the orders of a general that outranks both of them. So, that's just stupid, like, silly shit that they always throw in these movie, these TV shows and movies, where it's like, clearly you don't know how the military works, and it's really, really showing here, and I wish you wouldn't, do things like this yeah but basically like then the general shows up because ahsoka and then went and all met up with the whales ahsoka's ship went inside the whales the giant whale's mouth yep and basically when the general shows up in space he's like hey you guys might want to get the fuck out of the way here comes a herd of whales like hyperspace whales coming at you
1: they're going to hyperspace you know through, jump. <laughs> jump through their farts because it Comes out the end, so I'm guessing they hyperspace through farts.
0: Yeah, their butts kind of light up and their like, butts. like <laughs> well, inside like their this... tentacles, and then they kind of zoop yeah, away. That,
1: that's why I'm saying if they fart away, so it's like, how do you know exactly where they're going? You don't. Yeah, that's the, go-
0: it's, that's the weakest the thing, thing about this is devices because
1: and things in this show are so poorly done.
0: Yeah, and that's the weak thing about it is because there's no reason why that map would lead to anybody specific mm-hmm. there's no reason why the where the whales are going is going to go exactly where they need to go there's no telling that when general uh what his name is and ezra ended up where they were they're both on the fucking same starship the general could have could have killed them right then and there yeah there's no no, no telling no. that like
1: ezra's alive th- like no just- one- Knows that for sure. Like
0: they decided to stop fighting, or maybe they landed on a place that it wasn't habitable. But of and course, they- it's all going to work out because of plot in this. And that's like, that's like the weakest part of the show is that everything is
1: it's most convenient part of this show. And I'm glad we're just three episodes away from the finale.
0: Yeah, I mean, and <laughs> what kind of like common point I was that hey. It's the same, it's the same thing that's like in, uh, start in, uh, the last, uh, what's Last Jedi? No. Oh,
1: the, the Skywalker one. Um.
0: Yeah. Skywalker saga one. The the last movie where it's like, Hey, here's this ancient Sith dagger that seems to line up perfectly with the destruction of the Death Star that's crashed on a planet. Yeah. It's like. Makes no sense. That wouldn't make any sense. There's no, (laughs) as he says, like they would have to have handed out, Commemorative daggers to everybody who possibly survived the destruction of the Death Star. Yeah, but this is supposed to be some ancient, ancient dagger that lines up with it. Just like this ancient old Republic map leads to this other galaxy, where that's of course that's where they're at. And this whale is, of course, going to take it directly to where they need to go.
1: Like again, it's space? cartoon.
0: It's cartoon logic, which like doesn't fit when you're trying to make an, a show a live that's action show. A live action show that's supposed to be more be mature, more mature for like a kids and adults, like kids. We'll buy this, fine, no problem. But like, Star Wars, adults,
1: no, <laughs> no. I mean, they're
0: they're too they're too high. I mean, as much as people as they don't like, I mean, Star Wars is fantasy, so of course, fantasy uh, genres have a lot of unexplained shit. That's usually just oh, it's magic, like the force, it's magic. Whales are gonna go there because it's magic. Um, but like, Star but Wars things- fans like to like have things explained out. Um, they're not as technical as Star Trek fans, but like I know they don't like Star Wars being called fantasy when it—that's exactly what it is. But this is like cartoon fantasy done live action for an adult cast or for an adult audience, which is like, yeah, I'm sure they'll buy into it if they're really big fans of Rebels and the Clone Wars. But people who didn't watch it would be like, oh well. I mean, even the radio DJ is like, hey, did you see a soccer this week? If you like, if you're fans of Rebels, you're really gonna fucking love it. If not oh well yeah <laughs> you don't know you have probably <laughs> no honey. idea what the fuck's going on um again like i said i think this is the weaker of the star wars shows and it's definitely still, it's still fairly weak this what only good thing about this episode was the backstory on ahsoka for anybody who did not watch all the other stuff you finally got some of that um but without having the full context of everything i still think it was kind of confusing mm-hmm. but it was at least some character development for ahsoka where she's the title character and this whole time She's been a
1: background character. Yeah, it seemed like
0: Sabine was the main character for this show, and not Ahsoka. Yeah. Um. And now, almost towards the end of the show, she's finally taking the reins, and we'll just have to see where that goes. It would have been nice if this was more something that happened in the beginning, where we saw more. Or this is like this one of the first episodes you actually see Ahsoka smile. Yeah. And like her, just I'm gonna trust in the Force, and like. The whales might take us there. Who knows? But we're going to go with it. Let's just do it. And she was kind of giddy with adventure on doing that. It's like, okay, so. She rediscovered her
1: life and need for adventure, I suppose.
0: I guess. I mean, it seems kind of that way. But, like, again, the more most interesting characters here are still the bad Jedi mercenaries. Yeah. Which we don't know exactly what their whole thing is. Other than that They think they need to destroy everything to rebuild a better world. Um, but I don't think they're, they're definitely not with the First Order or the Imperials where it's like, crush the Republic. Yeah. They want to destroy everything and just start anew. I agree. Or maybe he's more like, hey, I want to go to a new galaxy where there's none of this bullshit and we can start anew. <laughs> um, but we'll just have to see where that goes. Um, it might tie in more to old Republics because like in Jedi Survivor they were talk that game story deals with the ability to travel to distant galaxies as well um and different dangers that came with that they didn't go into too much into the game but the old republic had a way of doing that and that's lost technology that maybe there's this will touch more into some of that stuff later on who knows oh mm-hmm. uh, but that's ahsoka uh if you're enjoying it great i'm happy for you uh you must be a <laughs> rebels fan or whatever like so we weren't so there's things here that we're watching it it's like it's not it's the weakest of all the TV shows, but it's not the worst TV show we've ever seen. Right. It's just... We hate when the, you have these gaps in logic and whatnot in some things. Um. So, next thing, uh, will of Time. We finally yes. caught up on all, all the episodes. Uh, season 2 is really, really good.
1: So good. I love it. There's five episodes out now. We just finished watching the last one, the fifth one. And the pacing... Through this season is excellent. It's building up the right amount of tension, and the character development is going swimmingly. Things are making sense. They they're ask answering questions, and also giving you more questions. It's overall been a joy to watch.
0: Yeah, I think the writing has been definitely better this season. Um, yes, even though I don't remember like who all the different character groups are because I've read these books so long ago, um, but it's very interesting. Uh, how fast paced they're moving with stuff, and like how the different ways things are happening. Because again, this doesn't follow the books by any means. It just it will hit the big events that the books hit for the most part. Like the last season definitely ended at the Eye of the World. Uh, the him releasing uh, the Forsaken was definitely what happened there. Just maybe not the exact same way. And what's happening here in, in this season is not what ha- it's not the chronological stuff that happened in the books. But all these major events have happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: um so they're kind of keeping true to the gist of it um so it'd be real interesting to see uh where things go the biggest thing on this season was like the chick Celine, who i totally uh who, people who read the book should probably already know right away that uh, she was lanfear or um basically uh Rand's past life as the dragon, like basically that guy's ex-girlfriend that he (laughs) was dating before he met his wife and got married. And like, the thing is, is that like, she turned to dark when he dumped her. And her whole thing is that she just wants uh, the dragon back as her lover, as her lover and for herself. So it's like, you're being, he's like being chased basically by the ex-girlfriend of his past life, which God, that's gotta be fucking annoying. (laughs) Yeah. But they basically reveal at the end of episode four that hey, this is landfear, and then this episode kind of dives more into what why she's so dangerous as a Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Not that she um, is a dangerous uh, dark uh, f- uh, friend fiend. or dark fiend, it, or even that she's a Forsaken. It's that uh, she can control dreams, and like that's in the books, that's how she always came after Rand. Was like she would always dive into his dreams and fuck with him there um until the point like he actually gets learns the ability to shield his dreams which he was doing to stop uh some of the crazy shit happening to him but she took it as oh you're doing it just so you could dream of other women that's wow. how that's, that's exactly how she took wow. it like oh you want to dream of these other women so you fucking blocking me from doing <laughs> your dreams that's how she takes it in the book so what
1: a bear yeah
0: bill. um iguene uh naive and elaine are in this uh, in the country of fall uh which i don't exactly know where that's at um but uh iguin has been leashed which is a culture that doesn't want anybody using the one power will nilly they basically enslave aesadai
1: it's kind of like the quinari uh, mages how they
0: kind of sort of but like how they use the one power here their person holding the leash has to allow them to do it yeah it controls how they use it um, so at the end of this episode five, Igwin gets leashed and uh, Naive and Elaine are kind of rescued by Aes Sedai in hiding in this area, kind of wondering what's going on. Um, but this country has been invaded by another army from somewhere else. Um, and the Forsaken are working with them, but they don't, it's very clear that this group doesn't know who they really are. Because um, their whole vow is we're going to fight the dark, but it's like, mm-hmm well, this dude's the head forsaken. You don't realize you're working with him. Um, And then he kind of reveals his plan is um, not just fight for the dark or whatnot, but again, it's kind of like... the character in Dogma where he's like, I don't want to just destroy heaven or, or hell. I want to destroy everything but, so nothing is around. Oh, because,
1: yeah. Because
0: um, nothing existing is better than what yeah, the world ben is. Yeah, Ben
1: Affleck's far- character. No, um,
0: the guy who played Earl. My name is Earl's character.
1: Oh, that one. Oh, okay, okay. That one. That uh, demon. The lo- lesser yeah. demon. Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So, like, and it's not that he's in anguish about it. It's that, hey, the world was broken. We broke the world. They, Because like, what he's telling Lanfear when they have conversations is that, they broke the world years ago, and they're blamed for it. When actually, the dragon broke the world. <clears throat> um, but they're being blamed for it. But he says he had no. He's picked up the pieces. They're still using swords and arrows and fighting. And then there was that one scene in the first season where we saw like a skyscraper overgrown. Yeah, which like that's not in the books at all. That this was like a modernized world turned to this after the breaking. It was just kind of a fantasy world that when he went crazy and created Dragon Mount and broke the world he just changed the landscape of fucking everything.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, in his in his mad rage he realized he killed his family. Uh, but in this world this story it's kind of sounded like there, there was a modernized or semi-modernized world that existed that got broken and his frustration is there's still suffering and there's still people just doing barbaric shit. They'll be better off if nothing existed. So he's like, I want to just break, break the wheel completely and stop the flow of time. Right. Um. So not necessarily quite like how the characters know, but the kind of same idea is that it's better that nothing exists rather than this existence because there's still people fucking doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's kind of an interesting way they're going with that. Um. But one of the costume design in this season is like outstanding it's and so and crazy.
1: beautiful.
0: There's a. Like, I would see a lot of, I can see a lot of people grabbing some of this stuff for. Uh, comic-con and whatnot Mm -hmm. um it'll be really good uh hopefully this is doing successful enough that it does get renewed for season three but with the strike and whatnot who knows what's going to happen
1: yeah that's the only downside of the strike it's like some projects might get thrown off because or not come back because of it yeah but again writers need their dues yes they do and same with the actors they need their dues
0: Yep, definitely. Um, and we're all for the writers and the actors' guild to get get what they deserve out mm-hmm. of all those deals. Sounds like there's going to be some talks, and people come back to the table. Um, what it does sound like from the last thing I heard was that um, a lot of the organizations want to come back and make a deal, and a lot of more okay with what the demands are. It's a few of like the major holdouts, like maybe like he didn't uh, name who they specifically were, but it sounds like maybe it's probably like Disney or Netflix or something like. The big stakeholders are the ones that are holding out, saying "fuck no." Right. We're gonna wait on the on try and wait them out. Where all these other groups are like, "No, we'll fucking give in to their demands. They're fucking fine. We can do it." It's just one or two major holdouts are screwing this whole thing over. Yeah. So to see what happens with that. <coughs> um, next thing uh, with movies, uh, I finally saw the Barbie film. Uh, really, yes. really good.
1: Now you see why I'm like I can't really spoil it.
0: Yeah. Um, definitely good. it's definitely something that we also showed our other friends. Um, and definitely it's very different because it's not,
1: it's not a comedy. It's it's not not a a drama. It's,
0: it's not even that it's what genre it falls in. It's that when you're watching it, like he was watching, it's like, oh, I'm feeling like Lego movie vibes here. Right. We're like, oh, Lego movie is a kid playing with Legos, telling the story of his frustration with his family life mm -hmm. through the story of what's happening with the Legos. Right. But this has a little bit of that but it's not that yes has a little bit of being a musical but it's not a musical mm-hmm. it has a little bit of being um, kind of uh, empowering for both sides whatnot but it's not a female empowerment movie per se or a male empowerment movie mm-hmm. it's just what it's just kind of its own thing which is kind of cool it's a little bit probably before ahead of its time but at least it's being appreciated for what it is yes um, whether or not everybody understands all aspects of this movie. I don't know. I mean, women definitely understand the stuff happening on the women's side. And I told, we definitely already see that the studios don't understand why this movie was popular and they don't understand <laughs> the message in it. Um, I wonder how many women pick up the message that was on, happening on Ken's side of the story mm-hmm. or why did the things it did Because like, when he takes her house and takes all her stuff from her and says, hey, yeah, it feels pretty terrible, huh? Like, That is a, I've heard, I've had other guys tell me in the past, like, when I'm mean to my girlfriend, she's much nicer to me. And that's that fucking logic of, one, I feel like I've been treated like shit, so I'm going to do a bunch of shit so she feels the same way, and that way she'll understand how I feel. But it never gets understood as in I'm trying to to communicate to you this is how I feel, it's just I'm being an asshole to you. Right. And the concept of, if I'm an asshole to her, She'll understand, and then she'll love me better. And it's like, that's not how that works. Yep. And, like, even the guys who, like, yeah, they're shitty to their women, to their girlfriends, and then they tend to, like, do nice things to try and make up for it. Like, that's not a healthy relationship. That's that bullshit, like, Andrew Tate and all of them tend to say. But I've had people tell me, like, oh, it seems really weird when I'm mean to my girlfriend. Like, she'll make me breakfast, she'll do all this stuff. It's like, that does not mean be mean to her all the fucking time, dude. Yeah. <laughs> that means she feels... Sorry for whatever the fuck she did to piss you off, and she's trying to make up for it. It Does not mean she's gonna do that for fucking ever. Mm -hmm. And sooner or later, they're gonna find out, figure out that like you're just being a dick to be a dick. Yeah. So it's bad. It's a bad philosophy and fall, but it's like Ken does that and ends up seeing that it doesn't work out for his fit in his favor. But I feel like that's kind of missed because it happens so quickly.
1: Yep. So my big question to you, Ian, is: Are you Ken enough?
0: Yeah, I mean, in the end, Ken like gets his self confidence back. But... No,
1: I'm asking you, are <laughs> yes. you
0: Ken enough? Yes, I'm Ken enough. Yay! <laughs> you can give me a tie dye shirt that says yeah. I'm Ken enough.
1: No, I'm giving you that pullover, that fuzzy, the fuzzy, <clears throat> pu- Fuzz the fuzzy pull- yes, the fuzzy hoodie pullover that says I'm Ken enough. Yes, I will. I have found it, and I'm going to order it for you.
0: But there's also other stuff in there that um, It looks so
1: soft, I might steal it.
0: As a guy watching that movie, I feel like, wow. If this is how women feel, then there's a lot of times where, like where men just should just fuck, shut up just shut up and be quiet, right? <laughs> but like, I also feel like one thing that they had in there, which was funny, which was like literally the gag about The Godfather, where she's like, oh, tell me about The Godfather. Oh, I haven't seen The Godfather. Oh, you haven't seen The Godfather? Let me tell you about why it's such a great movie or whatnot. <laughs> I felt on. bad about that because I'm like, okay, but this is just somebody being really excited about their hobby and wanting to show it to someone else. Is that really a bad thing? No, but it's almost portrayed here like this is a bad habit that guys do to women. It's like, but they're excited that you're interested in their hobby. Yeah. I don't
1: necessarily view that as a bad thing (laughs) because they were just doing that because they knew how to distract the man to get the other Barbie away. True. So the Barbies knew how to play to the Ken's emotions and how to get the Ken's attention Away from one Barbie to another. But that same, that's all it is.
0: But that same incident happens to us this weekend, right? Because what, what she could all so explain to you, what she said, what uh, was like, oh, I've not seen The Godfather. Are you guys watching? And then he's like, oh, let me, I me tell know why it's such a great piece. It's like, oh, can you can we start it over and you talk through the whole thing? Like that was the gag that, yeah, guys will just talk through the whole thing. The other movie we're going to talk about, our friends introduced this to us, and they talked through the whole thing because they are so excited about how great that movie was. <laughs> that is true. So it's like, this is, is not true. something that just men do. It's men and women do it. Yeah. Couples do it. Everybody does it, but it's not like necessarily a negative, which I think a lot of people saw that, could see that as a negative. It's like, this is just no, people being excited I, about their hobby and wanting I not view that as a negative a shirt. and
1: just a guy thing. That was uh, a great way to get someone's attention and focus on you. So, yeah, but because it was
0: done as a, as a guy's thing, it, f- it feels like it's... Oh, that's insulting. just to
1: your opinion, man. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but like I said, that's the only thing I'm like, that's just people being excited about their hobbies. Yeah,
1: and that's um, all it is. It was just getting the Kens excited about their hobbies and uh, ways for them to get to talk. Just like um, when the Barbies asked them to show them how to play a certain sport. They're like, oh, all in. I got to devote my, 110% of my See, attention to you.
0: The one Christmas has, like, they do mention at the end where they're like, oh, yeah, we'll make Barbara back the way it was. And the president's like, no, no, we don't want to do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I wish they would have added something like, oh, and this is where we'll let the Kens live or something like that. Like, it's like, that's never resolved. Like, the barber's like, I don't know what the Kens do when they're not at, at home or we're where, at home. Yeah. And, like, the Kens don't have a place to live. Who knows where the fuck they go? They,
1: they live on the beach, they're, they're in the shacks on the beach.
0: <laughs> So, but it would have been nice to have that acknowledgement at the end, where it's been like, "No, no, we want to make an equal society. Mm-hmm. Here's a step towards that, not just
1: well, they're part of the lower court system, <laughs> the lower court system,
0: yeah. <laughs> oh, and the joke that no one day they'll have as much power as women have in the world, real but world, but be like, wink, wink. At least give them a house to live Please in. Give them a house. Give them an apartment complex. A Mojo Dojo tenement. Ten-
1: <laughs> mojo Dojo Picasso
0: tenement. Uh, it. <laughs> give them kind some slums to live in or something i mean something dude oh my god but overall that movie is really good yeah i definitely it's... recommend it um again like we think totally think studios because they're just gonna make a skipper movie now and a bunch of other bullshit of what their which plans is are.
1: not the point of barbie <laughs>
0: yeah uh, which is not why it was successful oh <sighs> Uh, next movie we're going to talk about, though, is called The Guest, which our friend showed us. Yes. Um,
1: when did this come came out? came
0: out in 2014.
1: Oh, completely missed it. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: directed by Adam Winghart and written by S- Simon Barrett. Mm-hmm. Uh, this movie, at uh, well, least those guys also did, like, uh, they've, those two have been working together for quite a while. Um, okay. And basically, they've worked on uh, Adam, the guy who directed, uh, directed Godzilla vs. Kong. He directed the really shitty Death Note that's on Netflix. But he directed the uh, 2016 Blair Witch. Um, He just done skits in uh, the VHS2 movies, ABC's ABC's Death, and VHS. um, Which are, I think, the same things that the writer also wrote on his stuff that he made. Um, That's what he's really known for. And then the writer has done stuff for VHS... Blair, he wrote the Blair Witch movie with him. The VHS to ABC's does VHS skits that the director he wrote those, um, and then just has a few like more indie movies underneath them. But this came out in two thousand fourteen. It stars
1: Dan Stevens.
0: Dan Stevens, uh, who is a not necessarily big time, but like he's done. He's been he's in a, he's a, a he's, lot. He's a British actor who's done like Downtown Abbey. Uh, He was the prince in the live-action Beauty and the Beast. But he's done a lot of stuff that was in... Oh, he's
1: coming out with some new movies. Yeah, some
0: new stuff. um, But he's done a lot of television stuff for British television. um, Which you wouldn't tell by watching this because he has a great uh, American accent.
1: Really good.
0: Um, But uh, this is a movie that, again, doesn't kind of really fit a genre. I think...
1: It goes through. Typically, typically,
0: it would it would you'd find this in horror, because that th- that's basically how it ends. Um, but it is basically a movie. Like I say, it goes through different genres all the way through it. Uh, Lance Reddick is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Leland Orser is also in it. Uh, he's kind of a guy who's been in every th- movie, but it's always been a small bit part as well. Um, and. Uh, Monica Monroe, who I believe is the girl in um, It Follows as well. Yeah. Uh, that came out, and this book came out the same year. Uh, so It Follows probably is what... She's she, more known she's for. She's more, more, more known for, and it took probably the spotlight away from this. probably. Yeah. Because, again, this is a movie that, technically, if you're looking really a video story, you'll find that this is probably under horror or thriller, but it, it doesn't fit 100% that... And then it also has like this really good kick ass soundtrack all the way through it. Yeah. Which seems kind of out of place because it's a really good. It's like the soundtrack is what's playing up what the movie is the entire time. That it's like a thriller, suspenseful film and builds it. Where like what you're seeing happening isn't doing that per se. Yeah. Um, done really, really well. Uh, it's basically about uh, a family who's lost their son in war um, and they're. Not handling it well. The father's drinking too much. Um, the mother's not hand- not coping with it. The kids probably feel like, "Hey, we're still fucking alive, but we're being, we're being ignored because the parents are mourning over the son that he died." And then one day, this soldier shows up to their house, claiming that, "Hey, as a friend of your son's,
1: I served with your son. I was, I was there, there when he died.
0: he died." And I have a message. I was gonna. I told him. I tell you, which was that, tell him each one that he loves him very much, and that. Uh, He'll be with them forever. Something very stereotypical like that, but basically, through their shitty way of handling what's happened, he kind of weasels his way into every aspect of their life.
1: Yeah, he weasels in on staying at their house,
0: um, um, going to parties with the kids, taking uh, picking yep. them up from school, like to a, a, a to a point where like every rational person watches like no, why are you letting him do this? are no, doing this. And it's like, it really all st- stems from the mother who's like completely distraught and broken mm-hmm. and is like, oh, boom, here's a replacement for my son immediately.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's kind of creepy too in the way.
0: Yeah, and like, it's a very interesting movie. I don't think, we won't spoil it because it's worth watching. Yeah. Just because how, how interesting it is. But it has a really, really good uh, synth uh, soundtrack through it that just, builds up on what the tension is throughout this whole movie as mm-hmm. all this crazy shit starts happening and like, he's helping the family out, but in, in probably the weird... worst possible yes. way, but like it's, it's providing the best benefits. And then all the shit hits the fan at the end. Uh, yeah. When Lance, uh, Reddick, uh gets involved and then it goes like complete slasher film at the, at the final act. Mm-hmm. Um, Definitely worth a watch. Really, really good.
1: Dan Stevens does an excellent job. Because, in a way, you're rooting for him the entire way through.
0: Yeah, and I still think, like, some of the things that happened at the end wouldn't have happened if people were just, smart about how they're yeah. doing things. Uh, they just weren't. But, like, it has done really, really well. Um, there's some other actors in here that you hadn't seen in a while. Like, uh, I believe, Joel David Moore. uh plays a character who, and he was like the really nerdy, weird guy in Grandma's Boy, who was the game developer. Um, and then uh, Ethan Embry, who was from uh, God, what was uh, God damn, what was that movie?
1: I don't know. <laughs> what movie?
0: I'll show I'll show him on his IMDb here immediately. <laughs> uh, not those. <laughs> God, what was he in? He, he's the redheaded kid that was, like, in the teen 90s movie. The movie was supposed to be, like, the leading man, but, like, it just didn't 100% work out. Uh, Can't Hardly Wait Was is the movie I like? Okay. In, where he's the main character in Can't Hardly Wait. He was in a bunch of other, uh, like, high school movies like that in the 90s and early 2000s. And yeah, Can't Hardly Wait. Disturbing Behavior. Um, well, he's in Batman Beyond. Oh. No. TV series for two episodes. Uh, he was like a kind of an upcoming <laughs> actor. And it looks like he went to do more voice acting and lots of TV. Uh, but he's in this movie as well for, for a small bit. Um, but definitely a really good, uh, really, really good movie. Definitely recommend it. You can find it on, um, prime, which probably means it's on Xbox video, uh, and any place else. Definitely worth a buy. Um, Probably recommend if you can find a physical copy to get the commentary and stuff because it'd be real interesting to hear what the directors and writers have to say about it. Yep. Um, but <clears throat> definitely a movie fell on the radar in 2014, and would definitely recommend you watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called The Guest, starring Dan Stevens. All right. Last bit of news is in gaming. We have a f- the state of play for PlayStation. For PlayStation. Um, and then they also had, like, a, uh, CD Projekt Red did a streaming event for, uh, Phantom, Cyberpunk and Phantom, uh... Phantom Liberty. Phantom Liberty. <laughs> but the only real things that came out of that is the 2.0, uh, update it, is dropping next Thursday on the 21st. Oh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: well, this Thursday. This Thursday. and then
1: listening on Tuesday.
0: Uh, Phantom Liberty drops on the 26th, so you got a few <laughs> days to play up to get to the Voodoo Boys mission to get to where Phantom Liberty starts. One of the other things they said is that save up your fucking money or your, um, uh, basically money and your legendary items that you have. Don't sell them. You're going to want to break them down because upgrading cyberware and stuff will, will take items that you get from breaking down legendary items. Mm. And it sounded like cyberware was going to cost a hell of a lot more than it does now. So you're Mm. gonna want to make sure you have funds for stuff. Gotcha. But the PlayStation State of Play, uh, if you've already, if you're deep in gaming news, you might already know uh, some opinions on it has been that it was very meh, and very much like, what the fuck are you doing, guys?
1: (laughs) I like that response. Very meh. (laughs) Especially
0: after like, what was the big hit of Starfield? Mm -hmm. What was, um, especially with like kind of the controversy of people bitching and moaning about how uh, Starfield...
1: You're fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, how Starfield uh, or PlayStation fans were, were ragging on Starfield how it going to be terrible, and Starfield's kind of gone up and down with its opinions. But it's done pretty well so far. Um, with all that going on, uh, PlayStation needed to come up with some good stuff, and unfortunately, they started their show off with this game called Baby Steps, oh, which God. is literally a grown man... Trying to fucking walk, like almost like the QWERTY game that you had to play oh. on PC, uh, on a web-, web browsing PC a long time ago, where it's like he has a hard time walking. Yeah. Really fucking stupid looking game. Didn't look great at all. They have a VR game for Ghostbusters, Rise of the Ghost Lord, Resident Evil 4 VR mode, um, and DLC with the VR mode for Resident Evil 4 called Separate Ways. Uh, that's probably exciting stuff for people who have
1: vr vr but anybody like, and doesn't. enjoy vr
0: doesn't uh avatar frontiers of pandora they're trying to rev up this game like it's some big fucking huge hit honestly i don't care about the avatar movies i don't care about anything it, avatar yeah i don't think i don't think the game franchise would be that big that anybody would love love about it same ghost runner 2 too is coming up but that's also going to be on multiple multiple platforms uh, they have collector skin plates. I guess you can change the outside of your PS5 different colors if you want. Um, Hell Divers Two uh, has a had extended gameplay, and they showed more on Spider Man Two, obviously, <coughs> which is their next big game. Mm-hmm. Which, like I said, definitely looks good. It's just it's a game where it's this, it's maybe adding a couple new mechanics to a gameplay in a world that we've already spent two games in. Yes. So, um, and it's going to be a giant collectathon. So it's kind of the time where people are getting sick of having maps full of icons to collect. Mm-hmm. We're having a game with a huge map of icons to collect stuff. Yes. There's going to be like 62 to 70 different costumes for you to get between Miles and uh, Spider-Man, which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's definitely cool that there, none of that stuff is locked behind a paywall. Which is great. Uh, But again, this is the same Spider-Man mechanics that was in Spider-Man, in Miles Morales, and now in Spider-Man 2. And those games came out quite a while ago. So I don't see anything really new and innovative with the new Spider-Man other than here's going to be a story with some um, uh, interesting kind of like ambient uh, side quests that will just pop up as as, uh, your character sees it. Or, and being able to seamlessly switch between Miles and Spider-Man, something that they wanted to implement. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks like there's a sequel to Tales of Arise Rise called be- uh, Beyond the Well, Dawn. this
1: is DLC for it.
0: Oh, this is DLC. It's yes. not uh, a sequel. Okay, yeah, DLC. Yeah. And that's definitely not going to be exclusive because that's also on Xbox. Yep. But um, that's
1: arriving in November.
0: Yep. And then Honkai Star Rail, which is already on uh, PC, will be making its way to PlayStation. Which doesn't surprise me because... The other one, other gotcha game that came up before this, uh, I forget what it's called, is on PlayStation as well. Uh,
1: Genshi Impact? Yeah, Genshi
0: Impact is on play, has been on PlayStation and PC as well. Um, it would be nice if that company would work with Xbox and also launch their titles on Xbox as well, because uh, they're free-to-play games, which look pretty cool, but I'm um, not a fan of playing on PC and didn't, haven't really bothered playing on my PlayStation. Yeah. Uh, the-
1: Beta for Foam Stars was announced as well.
0: Yeah, that was a game that when it was announced, people were like, What the fuck is this bullshit?
1: <laughs> well, that one is a copy <clears throat> off of, Splatoon.
0: of Splatoon.
1: That's all it is. It's yeah. Splatoon with foam and not squid people.
0: Yeah, and it's honestly like the squid game is kind of like meh. Some people are really into it, but it's not expanded beyond its niche crowd. And this doesn't make me excited to play or none of these games here are like, I need to buy a PlayStation five to play this.
1: Right. Except maybe (coughs) Spider-Man. Yes.
0: Spider-Man might be the only console seller here. Yeah. Uh, Final Fantasy rebirth, uh, had another trailer. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't say it launches on February 29th in 2024. Um, so that's the next, Part two, I guess, or is a part two of '72. <clears throat> well, I mean, there's like the part one that came out, and then I think there was like a DLC for that. It's like, point yeah, with five. uh,
1: what's her name, yeah,
0: with Yuffie, yeah. And now there's this, which is like the official part two, yep. But there's also rumor that this is not going to be an exclusive, it'll be a timed exclusive on PlayStation, which means maybe the other ones will come to Xbox as well, okay. But in the long run. This Final Fantasy 7 project is kind of garbage in my opinion because It's took way too long. You took one game and you're breaking it up into a ton of pieces and it's crossing multiple generations at this point that like by the time the whole thing comes out <coughs> I don't feel like it's going to be remembered mm-hmm. as fondly and be as impactful as Final Fantasy 7 or- by itself originally. originally was.
1: What they needed to do was what uh, Lord of the Rings started, uh, the film did, and that was you do all three films at once. So, And then just time out each year for each film. And that's what they sh- kind of should have done with the Final Fantasy VII remake was do it all out and then just time out. But that would have taken more time too but at least try to get and out technology all changing
0: in 4k uh yeah 60k 60 frames a second yeah. all that but stuff but then
1: you would time it out like maybe not every year maybe every six months you get the new little piece of it
0: <clears throat> yeah it's kind of like the telltale games where like they should have had the whole game made and then just do we release weekly episodes yeah. but even telltale couldn't keep up with that schedule um yeah
1: that's the you know, like, only downside the thing to...
0: is uh, the problem like why you can't necessarily deal with games is because how long game development takes mm-hmm and new features that come out that suddenly need to get put in like oh everything 60 frames a second now we got to make sure I was trying to get push 60 frames a second well when they started this game they weren't doing 60 frames a second on right. on, on games as a normal thing now pc players are definitely like if it's not 60 frames is garbage
1: i'm not playing
0: it yeah which that's that's their opinion that's fine but like everything else you fucking consume is not 60 frames a second so I don't think <laughs> it's that big of a deal. Yeah. Um, But because of things like that and changing technology, trying to build this entire game out of, without doing a scene-by-scene remake of what the original was, because they, they could have done that and people would have been happy to just give us this new combat system and just do scene-by-scene, step-by-step remake of the original Final Fantasy VII game. But instead, they're giving us this side, wonky, weird different story that follows some of the beats but definitely has extended parts in there that weren't in the original game mm-hmm. um like all the stuff with the jesse chick is not in the original game no that was all just added for this for basically filler um
1: got to pad so, for time
0: yeah they're padding it so when by the time this is done like i said it's not gonna be impactful it's only it's gonna be a nostalgia ball for the people who are hardcore fans whereas the rest of the franchise is kind of falling on its face and people are kind of just meh with it. Yeah. So, who knows? Um, But, yeah, this PlayStation State of Play was not what they really needed. They needed to probably express more exclusives since that's the, uh, the...
1: whole point of PlayStation? Well, right I mean, now? that's
0: the point <laughs> that... of PlayStation, that's kind of what Xbox is pushing. It's not this, Xbox isn't pushing exclusives, but they're sitting there saying our exclusives for Bethesda or for any of our companies that we have are going to be a base baseball- on... Play by play basis with basically we'll decide if we want to make this uh, multi platform or not. Yeah. Uh, Starfield is pretty much not multi platform, I think, specifically just to say fuck you to Sony and the meddling with uh, the merger with Activision. Yes. Um, And they'll continue to kind of fuck Sony over until they decide to play ball with everyone else. Because the cross platform uh, multiplayer and compatibility stuff that can exist between like. Uh, switch and xbox or xbox and pc can work with playstation it's just playstation doesn't want people to play games on other platforms being in their ecosystem and it's not a security thing it's not a safety thing it's an issue that they want you to buy games on their platform and only their platform Mm -hmm. um because everybody handles uh their uh reporting stuff in those games uh perfectly fine and can handle uh customer safety just fine when it comes to people playing cross-platform. It's ridiculous. Their reasons for not doing it is ridiculous. It's just them not wanting to play ball with everyone else uh, when they easily could. Um, But that's basically the gaming news that's out there now. Uh, Like I said, Cyberpunk is the next big thing coming out uh, next week and at the end of the month. And then, Mm -hmm. of course, Spider-Man. And then... Alan Wake next month, as well as um, the new Assassin's Creed Mirage, but we're not really too excited about that, because <laughs> that game is just giving you the background on their new villain, which is kind of a mediocre villain to begin with, because it's kind of weird that here here's an Arab guy who grows up, basically Aladdin grows up, to find out that he's the reincarnation of Loki, and then goes to fuck with a bunch of Norse people. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep, you got it.
0: And so, like, this is... You didn't is, this, play the
1: game, but you got it. <laughs> this is
0: him before he finds out that he's Loki and working with the Assassin. So, like, even his own uh, motivation and what he's trying to do is going against what the Creed is. Yeah. So it's not like the Assassin's Creed is really playing a big deal. And other than that, they bring him into the fold. And that's how he probably ends up finding out that he's Loki. And then he goes to England to fuck, fuck around with people. Yep. to so that he can release himself or whatnot into the today's world um but hey that's the assassin's creed stuff we can talk hours and hours on that love hate relationship we have with those those (laughs) games um i'm probably we're probably not gonna pick that up at launch at all um alan wake we'll have to see anyway but like for now it's lots of starfield in our game library and cyberpunk yes um other than that, that's our show for this week, so next mm-hmm. week we'll be we covering more Wheel of Time and Ahsoka, of course, and any new movies that we tend to see, or if there's any movie that you think we haven't seen that you want us to talk about, let us know. Uh, you can find us at The Nerd Crusade uh, on Twitch, uh, The Nerd Crusade on YouTube, and www.nerdcrusade.com uh, is where all our stuff uh, content really lives. Uh, you can listen to our podcast, uh, The Nerd Crusade Podcast, on Spotify, Apple, and anywhere uh, podcasts are found. We're basically on all the platforms. Just look up the Nerd Crusade and find our logo, and you'll definitely know it's us. Um, And we'll see you next week.
1: Bye.